42! Blue, 42! Hut, hut, hike! This is The Game Managers on WJLX 101.5, America's one and only sports talk show. Breaking down college football's biggest games, latest news, and greatest moments. Are you ready? Because it starts right now. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to another episode of the Game Managers Podcast. I am Nick Norris, and with me, as always, is my good friend and future interim head coach of the Auburn Tigers, Justin Knight. You're going to get that title one day. How's it going, Justin? Uh, what'd you call me? The head coach? The future interim head coach. Oh, yeah. Heck, I would take, the, I would take a head coaching job, and I wouldn't care if I went 0-12 because I get to get that money after it as long as they don't fire me would you just cause would you do it for free heck no are you kidding me there's (laughs) so much crap uh, they have to do what if you didn't get paid money but you got to you got to eat all the food and then you got to do like um they gave you a wardrobe you know they gave you clothes Uh, i mean i still have to make money somehow and they give you a company car and and gas but i'm still not making any money so it still <laughs> right. seems like a losing situation <laughs> uh you said if they fired you for cause what cause would they have to fire you i don't know that i went oh and 12 <laughs> that's not just cause that's... he sucked <laughs> well, speaking of sucking both alabama and auburn lost in overtime this week we're going to talk all Woo! about that as well as uh clemson sucking it up uh tennessee getting uh, manhandled by Georgia and much other things going on. Texas A and M, the real losers of the week, uh, and the uh, Astros won the World Series. Yeah, we're gonna talk all about that. So first, we're gonna get into the news of the week. Uh, the first ever network to focus on female athletes, the Women's Sport Women's Sports Network, launched this past Wednesday, offering twenty four seven streaming of original programming, competitions, documentaries, studio show called Game On. Um, it is apparently on Amazon.com's Freebie, Foxcore, on Tubi, Fuba TV, and Smart TV apps. So that's pretty cool. I like that. That's a uh, cool though. Good idea. Uh, the Brooklyn Nets have suspended Kyrie Irving five games without pay. The team announced Thursday after a turbulent week in which the All Star posted a link to an anti-Semitic video on Twitter, declined to apologize for repeatedly spending the last several days trying to help Irving understand the film. Contained quote deep distur- deeply disturbing anti-Semitic hate. I haven't watched the video, but um, I haven't either. Yeah, I, don't, I didn't care. I don't care about basketball. I didn't care enough about this. But you're not good. Maybe just don't do stuff like that if you're famous and rich. You know, it's really easy to just not hit that retweet button if you think people aren't going to like it. So maybe just don't do that. Well, I mean, he he defends his decision for doing it, so he he sees nothing wrong, but. I don't really know the video, so I, I have nothing to say on it. Like, I don't keep up with NBA basketball players, so I don't really care. Yeah, I don't follow him on anything. I didn't see this. Um, apparently, deeply disturbing. It makes me think, like, what is this? Maybe we should watch it. Should we watch it? I'm not going to play it on here. Well, let's watch it after the show. Yeah, I was going to say, probably shouldn't play it on here. That they're going to say, we hate, you know, certain <laughs> Yeah, people. and we're not. 
no, that's not that's not true. I don't think at least not for me. I don't know about you, Justin. Do you hate any specific group of people? I hate Bama fans. <laughs> okay, well, <laughs> that's fine. I don't think I don't think we'll get canceled for that. So that's good. Uh, Bama um, fans will like it, me. Here's another group of people you probably don't like. Uh, the game game six of the World Series between the Phillies and the Astros played. Saturday, Astros won four to one once again, becoming World Series champs despite being universally hated by the entire planet. Well, you like? Yeah, let's say Astros. this is their first World Series. We won't count the one they cheated through in 2017. <laughs> yeah, they uh, they are. Now I will now. say this: um, if you know they're not cheating anymore, which I I would like to think they're not, they have a really good team, and there's a lot of players that weren't on that 2017 team as well, right? Um, and they looked great all season, looked great in the postseason. So I was just hoping the Phillies would win it because um, I've always liked Bryce Harper. I think he's matured a lot, too, over the past few seasons as a Phillies player. And um, I hope they get another chance at some point. Oh, yeah, for sure. Uh, yeah, and I think it's more of a hate for the program by most people than the Oh, the yeah, it is players. because they didn't get any yeah, pun- so. punishment for it. Right, exactly. Anyway, we're going to talk all about college football, but first, as per tradition on this show, Justin, we have to do our, we have to do it. We don't have a choice. Oh. Our segment, okay. Mismanagers. Peculiar and wonderful and terrible and bad. Mismanagement and mystery and dreams you never had. Grizzly or grievous or beavers with cleavers. Audacity and specialty and used to drive you mad. It's a wonder any one of us can manage to survive in a world of world of mismanagers. All right. We have a uh, few stories here for us this week. Three, I believe. This first one. Um. 94-year-old Amohaji of Iran, also known as the world's dirtiest man, refused to bathe for more than 60 years because he was afraid doing so would make him sick. Um, apparently he was right. For the first time, quote, villagers had recently taken him to a bathroom to wash, and not long after he dies immediately. And finally, <laughs> he gave up his life. He died immediately after getting a bath. Uh, he had no family, but villagers uh, had built him a cinder block dwelling for shelter on the outskirts of town. Wow! Just, just be like, all right, I, just to tell your friends for sixty years, I cannot take a bath. I will die, and for them to you finally to give in, just be like, okay, look, I'll I'll do it. I'll do it. I'm ninety four. What? I'll do it. Immediately die. You, ha- you know yeah, they he- had to have been like, oh, man, maybe we shouldn't have made him bathe. <laughs> or maybe he was like, look, just go ahead and do it, and if I go, I go. I'm 94 years old. Yeah. Crazy. Um, also, how do you just go six... I can't imagine how crusty that man was. 60 years no bathing? Yeah, I don't... I mean, who knows what it was like thousands of years ago. I mean, they probably did some sort of bathing in just the rivers and whatever water was closest to him but i don't know i mean yeah that's a, how do you survive a, 60 years like that yeah i mean that's something you just don't think of you know in, yeah. in our generation you, just, you don't wow. think of that you're like that's just a that's a you have to do it right the next story a florida neighborhood is on high alert after a series of overnight visits from a well-dressed man wielding a machete on October 17th, Gosh, what, around... What's up with these Florida people machetes? I don't know. They're like, yeah, we hear those two things together a lot in this segment. Jeez. I feel like. 
On October 17th, around 5.30 a.m., residents heard a knock at the door and saw the man on their doorbell camera, but he walked away after tapping the door with a machete. Other neighbors in Lauder Hill had the same experience. Uh, this is from a, a statement from a, a resident. He didn't seem like someone lost or confused. He seemed very intentional, very businesslike, like he was dressed uh, for business just with a machete. Police have stepped up patrols of the area, but say no crimes have been committed. You sure? Couldn't get him for something, you know? I was about to say, wielding a uh, a machete? Is that not enough? I mean, he, he's, I would think that he's, because what'd you say, broke into people's homes or is just walking around the neighborhood? Yeah, he's just walking around the neighborhood who knocks on the door with a little machete and stands there creepily. Yeah, I would say that's, um, that's gotta be, you could book him for something. Trespassing. I mean, Surely you could get him for trespassing. Yeah, trespassing with a dangerous weapon. <laughs> yeah. I mean, disturbing the peace. You can, you can chalk anything up to disturbing the peace. Yeah, because say someone answers the door who doesn't have any kind of camera, and they're, I mean, my guess is he's probably got bad intentions. I would think so, yeah. Yeah. So, but I guess it could be like the clown thing in 2016 where they're just trying to scare people. But oh, yeah. Do something yeah. else. What are you doing? Go do anything else. You know, get a hobby that's not this. You know? Anyway, yeah. Uh, not not great. Not a great look. I have another story, no. though. Um, after a consensual search on October 26th in Clearwater, Florida. This one's also in Florida. Robert Lawson, 50 years old, was found to be in possession of methamphetamine and a syringe. Uh, Pinellas... Pinellas County deputies searched, uh, approached Lawson as he loitered at a park where they found the drugs and paraphernalia. Lawson demanded that they call the FBI and St. Petersburg police because, quote, he is allowed to carry methamphetamine. What? Uh, he was held, where is this at? He was, he was held in the county jail on a, uh, a $2,000 bond. I don't know. <laughs> it's in Florida. He's allowed to have meth. It's... it's who said that? The, the FBI, I guess. The and FBI said that? Police. I don't know. What? That's the thing. The story just cuts off. It doesn't tell me if that's true or not. It doesn't say if they, they actually, if he's just a crazy man saying this or if he actually was able to keep it. It doesn't say. The story just ends. Okay. That's, yeah, that's a little vague. Yeah. I uh, read this. I was like, what? I need to know. <laughs> yeah. I mean, that, that's insane. Yeah, but anyway, I hope he's doing all right. I hope he's not allowed to carry meth. Why would he be? Unless he's like an undercover agent. <laughs> Why would he have meth? Yeah, I, I, yeah, still doesn't really add up. Anyway, we have to. Uh, we're going to go to a break. But when we come back, we're finally going to talk about all the college football games of the week. Uh, despite the fact we don't want to, so stay tuned. You're listening to The Game Managers on WJLX 101.5. Welcome back to The Game Managers Podcast. I'm Nick Morris. With me is Justin Knight. I'm still here. And we're going to talk about all the games of the week and how everyone in Alabama had a grand time this Saturday. And nothing went wrong. I sure and did, actually. Won, right? <laughs> yeah, you didn't mind it? 
No, I mean, let's be honest. Auburn was not uh, supposed to be even closer, have a chance of winning. So I'm very proud of the effort I saw in the game I watched. Okay, we're going to talk all about it. Let's uh, let's go ahead while we're talking about Auburn. How about we go ahead and start yeah. with yeah, uh, Mississippi State, uh, Auburn thirty nine to thirty three is the final, not in Auburn's favor. Did reach overtime, and I uh, I believe a field goal kick was no good, and Mississippi State's uh, you know uh, scored, and the game was called there. What did you see from this game in uh, Cadillac Williams first? debut as as coach here interim coach uh did you think yeah, they I, played a little harder for him than they did for harson maybe oh heck yeah i think that um the fact that he was able to rally this team together and um he has a lot of energy on the sideline and you could tell everybody wants to play for him because I, I mean he's a great guy and had a you know probably one of the top auburn players you know of all time uh to go through the program and um yeah, I, I like his personality on the sideline, and you can see, you know, he he's an Auburn guy. He he loves Auburn, and he's going to give his all as a coach. But um, players did too, because uh, it's an awful start. Went down twenty four to three. Defense didn't look very good. Um, Rogers, Mississippi State, and you know he was throwing all over us, and the offense couldn't do anything. And um, things kind of finally started to click because we got some turnovers, a couple of sack fumbles, um, the punter mishandled the ball from Mississippi State and uh that so we were able to uh, tackle him had great field position but um passing wise we don't have a passing game <laughs> uh you know I love Ashford but the guy can't throw the ball it's he was 7 of 22 for 75 yards um but he can run the ball he had two rushing touchdowns 108 yards tank had a great game 89 yards touchdown hunter had a great game 54 yards touchdown and um, like I said, the defense looked different tonight because they were forcing turnovers. But you know, I th- it just came down to the point of we had some unlucky things not go our way. Um, and then once we get to overtime, couldn't move the ball. And then Carlson, godly. At this point, I'm just ready to move on from him because he can't kick it into the back of the end zone on kickoffs. So you know. Mississippi State returned a kick, so that's how they got seven other points. So, heck, who knows if he's able to kick in the back of the end zone. We may end up just winning this game outright in uh, regulation. So, um, then just, you know, a lot of things could have gone the other way, could have won, won it. But in my mind, I'm really proud just to see that we were able to come back for 21 down, and there's a lot of fight in this team, um, especially after losing a bunch of guys in transfer portal just this past week. And um, it, it just makes me happy to see that these guys are still going out here and they want to win and give their all every single game. So it was it was an exciting game. I enjoyed it. Yeah, I mean, it always sucks to lose a heartbreaker. But, uh, yeah, the energy was different. I thought so as well. Um, you know, like Ashford, he was only 7 for 22, 75 yards. But uh, just the energy everybody had was very different. He did have two touchdowns on – uh, 18 carries, 108 yards, and then Tank, of course, yeah. 89 yards on 13 carries, a touchdown himself. Hunter, also a touchdown on the ground. So <laughs> Yeah, I, I, I didn't watch all of this game. I was, I was mostly watching Alabama because I knew you were mostly watching this one, but I flipped through it and I saw, um, what were what were they down, 21-3, to 24-3? 24-3, to 3. yeah. 
But if, and I saw that and I was like, okay, well, this is just going to get out of hand. And then the second half, hey, different, different story. Yeah. Yeah. The last time we came back from a 21 point deficit was against Alabama in the comeback. Mm. But well, we I did not realize that, that. That was the last time. Yeah. Yeah. Um, well, what does is, what is Auburn have left on the schedule here? A&M. And you know what? I actually feel good about the A&M game. We got two, three, and yeah. six teams. And. It would be icing on top of the cake if we could beat AM and then Jimbo Fisher and AM will not be bowl eligible for the season. Oh be yeah, that'd be awesome. Great. We're gonna I talk really about the game too. Um, and also Alabama, nothing left to play for, so you you never know. This could be a dangerous <laughs> iron bowl. Well, knowing how some of these seasons go out, you know, Alabama could sneak into the playoff, but as of right now, no, not with the amount of talented teams that are still out there. Yeah. Well, let's talk about Alabama's loss to LSU, also in overtime, thirty-two to thirty-one, yeah. the final there. Number six falling to number ten. Um, Bryce Young not looking himself. He was very limited on practice the last two weeks. Only allowed about twenty-five passes per practice, and it showed. Um, he was dealing with he was a little banged up, dealing with some some stuff going on, and yeah, twenty-five for fifty-one, less than fifty percent completion. He did still have 328 yards and a touchdown, but as well as a pick, every almost every pass was one to three steps behind the receiver, and uh, and that yeah, was the. Uh, I mean, when when you have a guy that's as explosive as he normally is and as consistent as he normally is, and then he's not able to do that, uh, yeah, it's easy for the team to kind of fall apart. And I think that's exactly what happened. Well. Um... You know, like I said before, I think he, he he struggles the most on the road. But I mean, that's just about anybody. You know, most of the time you're going to struggle right. the most on the road. But you know, it's just sometimes you kind of think he's just trying to do too much. Just like on that first drive, he threw the interception. It one of the I thought he would just end up running it and try to score, but he he throws it last second, ends up throwing behind the wide receiver and it's the interception. So that could have completely changed the you know output of the game. Um. But yeah, I mean, I think another issue is is I don't think he's comfortable in the pocket a lot of the times either. Um, there's times the O line looks like Alabama's O line looks pretty good, and there's times where you know he's getting a lot of pressure. But yeah, I, you know, they still were able to make it a great game even with him being under fifty percent completion percentage because um, he still made some great plays. And I, it's always funny oh, to yeah. hear though. Some Alabama fans complain about Bryce Young. I'm like, man, I would kill to have Bryce Young on my team. <laughs> right? Yeah, absolutely. And uh, what I was saying, I would I would not say was a complaint. I know that's not what you're saying either. But just to be clear, no, I wasn't yeah. complaining about Bryce Young. I wouldn't even say the the loss is his fault by any means. Um, no, yeah, I, I just comes think on. when yeah when you have a guy that that's that that is that good and he's such a strong leader and for whatever reason, be it injury or banged up or a little. Shook up for whatever reason. People have off games. It can mess your whole team dynamic up, and I just think that's kind of what happened that night. Well, and I think it just goes to the Alabama defense once again. Yeah, for sure, for sure. Uh, before we move on to defense, so let's talk about offensive coordinator um, Bill O'Brien. Mm, yeah, he had two weeks. He had two weeks to prepare for this game, and there was a uh, nine points on the board going into the fourth quarter. <laughs> Yeah, uh, um, you know, <laughs> not no. I'm not trying to take away from LSU's defense as they played a very good game. Yeah, they did. But um, yeah, 
two weeks to prepare. You got nine points out of and through the first three quarters. Not, not ideal when you have. Well, you know, I got like Bryce Young as your quarterback. I know it wasn't on Saturday night, but see, it doesn't help. Here's my issue. You got Bryce Young throwing the ball 51 times when you've mm-hmm. got the likes of Gibbs, McClellan. Um, McClellan got the Wardell. ball four times. He got it four times. That that shouldn't yeah. that shouldn't be happening. I know Gibbs is probably the better back, especially um, catching the ball as well. But I mean, the problem is you can't be thrown it fifty-one times because still, I think the receiving core is still very young. There's still a lot of guys that haven't proven anything. Because the um, Brooks led the way with seven catches, and the next closest guy was Gibbs. Well, Gibbs had eight catches, then Brooks. Um, and then the next closest was uh, Latou with three catches. Um, I just think Alabama should be running the ball more because Gibbs was averaging 6.6 yards a carry. McCullen was averaging 4.3. Um, so that that I don't understand. I, I think Alabama needs to – there needs to be more balance, you know, because yeah. you can't put everything on Bryce Young's shoulder, especially like you said, he's still banged up. He's, not a, he's probably still right. not even 100% healthy. He shouldn't be throwing the ball no, 51 yeah. times a game. Definitely not. If if he can only throw twenty five per practice, why can't he throw fifty one in a game? Yeah, fifty one in a game. Says, and it's not like you were down so many points throughout the game that you have to throw it that many times. It was always within right. one possession the whole game. A field goal most That's of the time. Exactly right. Yeah. Um. So yeah, that and doesn't make any the, sense. Most of the scores came from, from field goal too. So, yeah. And rushing. Oh yeah, yeah. from uh, field goal. But yeah, most of the touchdowns came from rushing. So. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. I don't. I don't know. Um. But great game for um, uh, for uh, Will Richard for four for four field goals. That one I think was yeah. six yards. Um, yeah. So he did everything he could do. If they would have won, he would have been the the MVP in in my book. But uh, unfortunately for Alabama, that is not the case for LSU. They're side of the ball though. Daniels twenty two for thirty two, one hundred eighty two yards. He had two through the year and one on the ground. Ninety five yards rushing. And uh, Williams for LSU also a, a touchdown rushing. They looked good. They looked coached up. They lo- they looked excited. Um, I thought it was kind of odd that they stormed the field afterward because it wasn't that long ago since LSU beat Alabama or won the national championship. But it's well, all, all I don't fun. think I don't <laughs> think they've won at home against Alabama in a long time though. I can't recall the last time they beat Alabama at home. Was 20, 2019, Was that Alabama? No, that was at Alabama. Yeah. Oh wow. Well, yeah, I know. Been I, some I, time then. Yeah. It's been a long time. I mean, Alabama's dominated. I think in Baton Rouge. Um, I can't recall the last time LSU actually won at home. Maybe in the early two thousands, but even back in the day, Alabama dominated in Baton Rouge as well. Um, yeah. So I, but I don't really know the answer to that. But it's a completely different looking team offensive wise. Um, with Daniels, I think he's finally getting comfortable because you think back to it, LSU should have lost at Auburn weeks ago and they couldn't even right. pass the ball and struggled running the ball as well. But I think he, it's a completely different offensive team. Um, I don't really know what's changed, but he's, I think he's got more freedom in the at, back in the pocket. Um, he runs, as we can see, he runs very well, which, I know we'll get to the Alabama defense in a second. I don't understand why there's not really a spy going on. It didn't really seem like there was. Um, but And also, uh, LSU's receiving core. I mean, they got Butte, Neighbors, 
Uh, Taylor's pretty good. I mean, they got great talent out wide too. So I'll give it to Brian Kelly. I mean, this is looking a lot better than I thought it was, especially after they got manhandled by Tennessee at home. Um, now they're in the driver's seat. Yep. <laughs> I, well, I've never yep. thought I'd be saying that. <laughs> no, not a, not a few weeks ago. Not even. Yeah, I mean they they look very different. I was surprised at how how much better they do look um, as opposed to what we've seen from some prior games. So can they keep that going? Is that sustainable? Um, let's see what they, well, they have got the a, last three games. As I said, they got a pretty easy finish. Arkansas, which Arkansas <laughs> just lost to Liberty at home, so they're a joke. A and M, a joke, and then they got UAB. Right. So and yeah. here's the thing: so they if, should, if they Ole Miss. Ole Miss is probably going to lose to Alabama next week. So LSU can lose another game and be in the driver's seat because they'll still have the tiebreaker over Bama. Um, But they'll probably win out. Yeah, it seems like they will. But, uh, but yeah, wild stuff. You mentioned, uh, you mentioned Tennessee. Let's talk about their game tonight. Losing Mm. to Georgia 27 to 13. Should have known we saw, we would see this coming. Yeah, I, I think it's one of those things that a lot of people wanted to see Tennessee win. They wanted to see somebody new in the East, but that wasn't happening. Uh, Georgia reminding everyone that they are the defending national champions. Even though they lost a lot of talent, still got plenty on the roster. Stetson Bennett, 17 for 25, 257 yards, two touchdowns. Um, and as for Hendon Hooker for Tennessee, 23 for 33, 195 yards, and an interception. Yeah, Georgia just came. I mean, they you could tell it from the first drive that this wasn't this. There was something different between these two teams, even though I don't think either scored oh, yeah. on the first drive. Uh, you could just tell like this isn't. They're not the same. Uh, Georgia was. I felt confident from the start, from like the first, the first drive. Georgia got the ball. I felt confident they were going to win, and uh, they kind of got away with it pretty quickly. Yeah, I mean, it comes down to, you know, we everybody knows Georgia has the best defense in the SEC and one of the best in the country, and um, obviously much better defense than Tennessee. So, and you know, usually defense is going to win you the important games, um, and that showed up today. I mean, Tennessee could do absolutely nothing; they couldn't get anything right. They also looked so sloppy on the offense side of the ball; so many false start penalties. Um, you know, Georgia had a great crowd uh, today, and yeah, it just offense did not translate. It was a matter of time. That man, I don't think they've really played a quality defense. I know Alabama's up there, but I mean they've struggled on defense so far this season. Right. They haven't looked great. Yeah. I mean Tennessee really had not played a great defense, and especially on the road. And we see what happens when they finally faced a top tier team like Georgia. And yeah, I mean I was hoping Tennessee would find a way to win. Would have been cool if they would have won today and. I mean, their remaining schedule is like South Carolina, Vandy, and Missouri. It's a joke. Yeah. So they're going to win out. Um, and, heck, probably have, still have a decent shot of making the playoff with with your only loss being to uh, Georgia. So, But, yeah, Georgia looks good. <laughs> they look real good. I mean, their defense is getting they need, better throughout the season. They need Georgia to win out to make the playoff. Yes, they do. Most likely. Yep. Yeah, most likely. Uh, and, and I don't see – how Georgia's going to lose to anybody at this point. Right. Uh, probably anybody there is at all. 
uh, Mississippi State, uh, Kentucky, and Georgia Tech is all that Georgia has left. I don't see that being an issue anywhere. Hey, let's uh, go so, Mississippi State. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Maybe so. Uh, but yeah, so Georgia probably back to number one after this weekend. It yes, seems. easily. Uh, yeah. Uh, Florida and Texas, uh, Texas A&M. Oh, boy. I mean, what a nightmare for Texas A&M. With three games now left in the season, Texas A&M has to win them all just so they can make it to the Birmingham Bowl, and a good chance that doesn't happen. Why, what, how, did this, how did this happen? How did we get here? I mean, we have, I, I, think, I think it's fair to say that we have both been very hard on Jimbo Fisher since his hiring, just because I'm not necessarily a fan of him as a person <laughs> And also, um, I hated how how terrible of a state he left Florida State's program in. Um, and so I was never on board completely for the hire, but I had I would have never dreamed in his fifth year he would be three and six, uh, going into only three games left in the season. I would have never thought that. Uh, no, um, <laughs> I can't imagine. <sighs> It's bad being an Auburn fan right now, but I can't imagine being an A&M fan just because of the <laughs> expectations that were coming right. into this season and just every season since Jimbo's been there. I mean, let's see, A&M is ranked fifth in the preseason polls, somewhere in there, and now you're three and six. Look, at like I don't know if I told you this. I think I may have mentioned it to you earlier, but, I mean, if they lose to Auburn next week, in my mind, he's got to be the top of uh, coaches on the hot seat going into the next season. Um, I get, yeah, because I, I don't know if they can pay that $125 million buyout. Well, I know they can. I don't know if they're willing oh, to pay that. They're going to yeah. find a way. If he doesn't make a bowl this year and then next year, say it's uh, around the same or just maybe one game better, there's no way they can reasonably think like, oh, yeah, this I should be paying this much every single season. Let me just go ahead and buy out his contract get him out of here because this has been a joke and we'll never offer this kind of contract ever again to anybody (laughs) (laughs) unless you're Nick Saban right yeah unless you can get Nick Saban over there three uh, I just can't I cannot get over that just three and six year five these are your players there's nobody left that's not your players and and this is what you're putting out there one conference win on the season so far Mm. I mean, that's let's talk about. Yeah, I mean, the actual... the, it, there's no excuses now because you said what this is six. This is his sixth season, right? Fifth. It's fifth. Year. Fifth. Yeah, there's no excuses at this point. You've had so much time to bring in top quality players, and what doesn't make any sense? Explain this to me. So last week, I, I believe they started out again, a pretty though. talented um, freshman quarterback against Old Miss, and uh, let me see if I can pull up his name real quick. And he, he played good. Let's see. Um, Wayman, he was 28-44, four touchdowns. Explain to me why he's not starting this week. Okay. Um, but, yeah, he ended up starting King, who was 23-45, 279, one touchdown, and looks clueless back there. So I don't really know what happened to the other guy he was playing last week. Yeah, I'm not, I'm not sure about that either. I guess we can look that up. But I think I, I, think I read that – I can't remember – if it said if at this point in the season or if, if Texas A&M misses bowl eligibility, which is almost certain to happen, it's the first time for one of those two things. 
that a a top ten team gets to this point <laughs> in the season. Being th- I can't remember if it was being three and six or missing a bowl game since Texas in twenty ten. Jeez, them so Texas over a teams. decade ago, yeah, mm. twelve years ago. Uh, so yeah, I don't know how the wheels have just fallen off the way they have. I don't get see it getting any better. I don't think anybody's coming to Texas. And like, how's, let me say this. You can't justify another number one recruiting class either. If no, <laughs> legitimately, if you have it again next year, it's you're turning yourself in. You're, you're, you absolutely are. These players are only coming there for money. If that's the case, it won't be. Yep. They can, they can offer this money again. They will not be the number one recruiting class. I think that's a safe bet. Nobody's wanting no. to play for Jimbo Fisher right now. They may want the money, He's, but they're not wanting yeah. to pay for him. Um, so, like, is that who you want going forward? You want a guy that nobody wants to play for and is making you lose eligibility for bowl eligibility in his fifth year? Probably not. So, I don't know if he gets fired this year, but or you know, at the end of the season. But I, I think that those pockets are deep. If they want him gone, they probably can make it happen. Uh, yeah, I guess it just the, depends on if they're willing to. The only way I see him losing it or getting fired this season, if that was even a possibility, I don't see it happen this season, it would be next season, is if yep. he loses to Auburn, he's obviously going to beat UMass, and then he loses to LSU and finishes the season 4-8. and eight. There may be some you know, really big consideration, a lot of conversation going on, like should we just go ahead and cut ties right now? But I don't think they'll do that with him having the number one recruiting class from this past year. I think they'll give him another year. But if it's the same crap, he's gone for sure. Like you can guarantee it. But I'm tired of seeing him. He's a fraud. He looks like a goober on the sideline with his glasses. He doesn't even wear them right. He's got a stupid playbook. And he he's not a QB guru like they've always called him to be. No. He's not. He's a fraud. He shouldn't be there. He's A&M, look, if you're listening to this right now, he's – Stealing your money, he's stealing it right now, right from <laughs> oh, under your aware. nose. Yeah, <laughs> I think they are aware. Uh, you you mentioned King's performance. Uh, Richardson for Florida, seventeen for twenty eight, two hundred one yards, two touchdowns. Um, he also had two on the ground as well. So yeah, he looked great. Rushing. Yeah, he he uh, he often does, and he definitely did this game. Forty one to twenty four. I mean, not Beat even down. close. Yeah, yeah, not even. Close. Um, but good for Florida. I like uh, what's his name, Billy Napier. What it looks like he's doing at Florida. They're five and four now. Um, you know, big win against Utah to start the year. Um, but I mean, they're they're playing decent. I'll give it to him. I yeah. think uh, give him some time. I think he can be a pretty good coach over there. I think so too. Well, let's. I just want to briefly mention this one. I, we don't have to sit here and talk about it, but just Arkansas. Losing twenty-one I mean, I, I I didn't I didn't like the Chad Morris hire. Then I really liked it last year, and now I'm like, was that a fluke? What's what's happening? Five and four now, three and two. Oh, uh, are you talking all, about what's, um, what's not Chad Morris, but the other guy, Pan- Pittman? Yes. Sorry, Pittman. Sam Pittman. Yes. Yeah. Um. Yeah, my mistake. Yeah, Sam Pittman didn't like that hire. Then I did like it, and now I'm like, maybe last year was a fluke. Why? Why uh, did we take a step back? You know. Yeah, I mean, this I find it hilarious though because 
they're all so happy to finally beat Auburn after losing six in a row, and then they go and lose to Liberty at home. So I love it. Um, but yeah, you know, KJ Jefferson, there was a lot of hype around him. Two interceptions today. Um, offense. Yeah, there's a lot of hype into this offense and how great the run game was going to be. Uh, their leading rusher had 60 yards, the Sanders, but he had three and a half yards per carry. Um, so. I don't really know what happened to this team. Because like you said, there's a lot of hype with the, the yeah. season they had last year. Ten wins. I mean, I'll, most people are thinking, yeah, they could make a decent run. But, I mean, who do they have? They have LSU coming up. Uh, probably going to yeah, lose that one. That's five and five. Ole Miss, five and six. That's a loss. Yep. And then they end with Missouri. So they'll barely get bowl eligible, finish six and six. Awful season, especially with the uh, expectations for them, what they had. So a lot of, yeah. a lot of disappointing SEC teams uh, this year. Well, and then there's of disappointment and expectations. Uh, number four Clemson getting oof. bumped, thirty-five mm. to fourteen, by Notre Dame, and those last two touchdowns were pity points. Those did not matter. Yeah. Uh, what's what's going on? <sighs> uh, we don't have to talk about this one much either, but. No. Well, I tell you what's I mean, going I, on. Dabo Sweeney is screwing around with that terrible quarterback he's got. Why in the world is he still starting? He's got a talented freshman that he can just go ahead and throw in there at this point. Um, but that guy he's got in there right now is awful. He looks terrible. Um, you talking about uh, is his name? Yeah, it's, yeah. I can't uh, say. It. I'm not even going to try to say his name. Um, I had to practice last year getting used to saying it. But, I bet. Yeah. Uh, yeah. It's. Yeah, and, he, he has never shown me, like, uh, he's never, sh- you know, I, I mean, I guess Clemson, you're so used to having these amazing quarterbacks. Yeah. Between Deshaun Watson and Trevor Lawrence. Trevor Lawrence, and, yeah. Uh, so, you know, it's, I guess, seeing a guy that's not at that caliber is a little sh- a little shocking and probably throws off the whole offensive philosophy they have going on at Clemson. But, yeah, I mean, it's their first loss, but it's a bad loss. It's an bad unranked one. Notre Dame, and it wasn't close. It should have been 35 to nothing. Should have. And this Clemson defense that was supposed to be really good is not does not look very good at all. They gave up 263 rushing yards, and then they lost to a backup quarterback, too. Um, so, I don't I know who they remember. have left. This is the quarterback that Dabo Swinney a year or two ago said would make Trevor Lawrence look like a, a rookie or something like that. Look like a, a novice, essentially. I don't know if you remember that. Oh, no, I don't. <laughs> yeah. Uh, not has, has not been the case thus far. Uh, he, he had so, a pick looks today. like yeah. he had a touchdown, but uh, yeah, he's not he's not the best. He's not terrible. He's good. He's a good, he's, a, he's you know, he's... He's a, a good quarterback. He's just not what Clemson is used to having. No. Um, yeah. So it, it's looking like as of right now, if North Carolina can keep it up, that it'll be Clemson and North Carolina playing the ACC championship. Um, Clemson has a pretty easy uh, finishing schedule. they got Louisville, Miami, South Carolina. And the way North Carolina's playing, I'd say North Carolina would beat Clemson at this point. Yeah, maybe so. So we will uh we'll find out in time. Either way, Justin, I think it is time that we uh we move on and probably jump into the classroom, learn a thing from Professor Knight. 
All right, students, gather round and put on your listening ears. It's time to visit the learning corner with Professor Knight. What are we learning today, Professor? Oh, right. Um, actually, this is a very special Professor Knight for all you Auburn fans out there. Um, just in case you didn't know, this is going to be real quick for you, Nick, okay? Um, okay. So, as we know, football season has been miserable. But just to remind you, basketball starts Monday, 7 o'clock. <laughs> we play George Mason. So tune in. Going to have a great start to the season and should have another great season. So looking forward to it. May even try to get some, you know, a couple of tickets to go to a game. I still haven't been to the new arena yet. Um, so I'm looking forward to it. That's what I have. That's that's all. Just for you all that didn't know, oh, uh, that's, didn't know that's when we started. It. That's it. Yeah. Well, thank you, Professor. So Wednesday, is that right? No, Monday. Monday. My gosh, you can't Monday. even get it right. Monday. Monday at 7. I'm, I'm reading 100 things while you're talking. So uh, Yes. Please don't please very, don't listen to what he says. Monday at 7. Very good. Monday at 7 and, and Wednesday. No, Wait. not Wednesday. Monday and Friday. <laughs> oh, my I gosh. Please well, stop. Turn it, turn it into Wednesday. <laughs> I got you. Okay. <laughs> Very good. Well, uh, let's take another break, and when we come back, we'll give out our weekly awards, the TG Emmys. So don't go anywhere unless you're in a car. You can go to your destination. Yeah. Good evening, everyone, and welcome to the Game Managers Podcast, where we are about to give out our most prestigious awards of the week the tg emmys i'm nick norris with me justin Knight. oh good evening everyone well first award justin is for dynasty is dead question mark <laughs> the question mark there is key okay and there's actually a few teams that this could go to this week and by a few i mean two uh but i'm actually going to give it to clemson who we were just talking about mm, uh yep. humiliated by unranked Notre Dame, thirty-five to fourteen. To, uh, to be to be fair, I don't think that Clemson's dynasty per se is dead. I don't think they're going to stay down. I think it's something no. to keep an eye on, though, because I think we're on a downward trend here. So, I think they will probably win another Natty, at least one more while Dabo is there. Maybe more than that, depending if he ever decides to go pro or do something else. Maybe take up gardening. He looks like he'd maybe be into that. Yeah. Uh, but with all with all the coaching changes since last year, now being beaten in this manner it makes you wonder if the public views clemson to still be in a dynasty if they ever were in one i would say they they had one i wouldn't i don't know that they are still in one though if they win another one next year or the year after i say yeah but it's, it's been a minute you know yeah it, it's it's just quarterback play too i, I think dabo needs to have a better eye for certain quarterbacks. I don't understand why he's still fooling around with the guy he's got in there. So um, he's going to have to change that. He needs to go ahead and start playing the talented. I think he was the number one quarterback in his class. That's uh, the true freshman they have. So I think he needs to go ahead and start giving him some playing time. But yeah, I'll go to my award. Um, mine is the biggest surprise, and that's really Brian Kelly at LSU. Um, hmm. To be honest, I haven't really had a lot of high hopes for him, especially when they lost the opener to Florida State and then got killed right. by Tennessee. But I'll I'll give it to him. I think he's uh, 
turned a lot of things around already in the program, after, especially how miserable they looked last year. Um, they're looking really good right now, 7-2. Like I said, the West right now is in their control. They can somehow find a way to make it to the SC Championship. I know they won't beat Georgia, but I mean, just to make it to the SC Championship, that would be huge for Brian Kelly and LSU. It just shows how quickly he can turn the program around. And um, heck, he may have a lot of more successful uh, seasons and possibly a national championship, which I didn't think that was even a possibility. But the way he has turned the program around this quickly, I don't know. Could happen. So we'll see. Yeah, yeah. So uh, I know LSU fans also have some high hopes for him as well. Uh, Best of the week. The best thing we saw this week. I'm going to give it to Stetson Bennett's celebration after his first (laughs) touchdown of the game. game. He gave the uh, Tennessee fans the call me sign. The reason he did this, the night before the game, Tennessee fans actually leaked his phone number and called him all throughout the night over and over. Nice little way of him to uh, get back at them, and uh, I loved it. Thought that was very good. Very good. Yeah, I didn't. I didn't know <laughs> that was the reason. <laughs> yeah, and bust of the week. I mean, it would be a crime if we didn't give it to Jimbo Fisher. Year five, needing to win out. Yep. The last three games of the season to reach bowl eligibility. Yeah, like we said, good luck getting another number one recruiting class with a season. Hey, like how about this? this? What if? You know, he doesn't make a bowl this year, and then it's the same thing next year. Can we just say he's like the bust of um, the past 10 years? I think biggest that's bust. Yeah. I think that's possible. Biggest coaching bust. I think that he would. I mean, just because of the hype and the money, particularly the money. Gosh, the money. That man. Yeah. I mean, he's going to walk away with $125 million regardless of what he does. You know, as long I mean, as they can't get him for something. He's going to get all that money. And, and Kevin Sumlin. They're going, to try. they're going to try to get him for something. Yeah, yeah and Kevin Sumlin, um, when he was there, they at least made a bowl every season, right? As far I'm, as I know? I'm not sure. but I, I, Yeah. I feel like it, yeah. I don't remember mm. them missing bowl eligibility off the top of my head. So. No. Yeah, it's been a it's while. It's brutal like. over there. Let me look at the last time. When was the last time Texas A&M was not bowl eligible? The last... Because I don't, I mean, I feel like every year they're in one. It's not well, yeah. usually a great one, but they have at least six wins. Not bowl eligible. Hey, at least he's got that football, though, with the score of when he beat Nick Saban sitting on his desk. I think that's Joke. Important. Yeah. So they backed out of the Gator Bowl in 2021 because they, um, or it was the 2020 season because they had yeah. the 2021 season, sorry, because of some sickness or whatever. Um, let's see, they, yeah, 26, 2008 is the last time they didn't play in the bowl. Jeez. Yeah, mm. <laughs> it's a long time. Yeah, that'd a be long, embarrassing. Long streak to break. Yeah, so maybe, maybe he'll be able to pull it out. Uh, okay, well, very good. We need to move on to our final segment of the day, though. Listener letters. Go getters, write letters. We're the ones who read them. Please don't stop writing in to fill the time we need them. We are reading letters. The letters wrote by you. If you would like to write us a letter, you can do so by reaching us at gamemanagerspod at gmail.com or tweeting us, writing us on Facebook, or 
on Instagram at TGMPod, on all those socials at TGMPod. This first one is from Noah. A tough game for UAB today. Go Blazers anyway, he says. Yeah, uh, UAB went into double overtime with UTSA today. Came up short, losing 44-38. to I didn't see any of this game, I'll be honest, but my dad was there. I didn't either. Photos. He said it was a very, very exciting game, so... Always, always uh, tough to see the Blazers lose. I, I love uh, the city. Really, kind of comes together. We're both in the Birmingham area, Greater Birmingham area, where they really do come together when UAB is doing pretty well. People, Alabama fans, Auburn fans, everybody likes UAB. I feel like. Yeah, and it's sad to see too because you know how great of a job Bill Clark did with the program, and now with him gone, what are they four and five now? And you see, it's just not the same. Um, right. And I figured they'd have a drop off with him not being there. So, yeah. you know, you hate it, but it was it was kind of bound to happen because he was a great coach. Right. Um, very good. Thank you. Thank you, Noah, for the – Thank you, Noah. Letter. We also have one from Michelle. Should uh, – maybe not the best week to ask this, but should Saban's name be added to the stadium's name one day? I think we've been asked this maybe a long time ago before. Yeah, maybe. Um, and it's, uh, it's oh, always yeah. a, a question that gets thrown around. Um, I wouldn't mind. I think Bryant Denny Saban Stadium's a little mouth mouth. Well, a lot of words there. I think yeah. what they should do is like um, you have Bryant Denny Stadium, but then like um, so- something Saban Field because you know, like at Auburn Stadium, it's yes. uh, Jordan Hare and then Pat Dye Field. So they should do exactly. something like that. Yeah, I, I'm, I, I was going to say the same thing. I think it should be Saban Field at Bryant Denny yep. Stadium. Yeah, and that way you got his name there. Um, you don't have to add it and redo everything that you have in all your licensing and merchandise. This is no. you can just yeah. add another thing and maybe yeah, you give them like, or you, yeah, maybe give them that, maybe give them like the Saban walk of champions or something. Name that. Like, it'd be mm. fun too. Yeah. You could do that yeah. too. Uh, so yeah, they're, go- oh, they're going to, there's going to be streets named after him and Easily. buildings and complexes. He's going to, yeah, he's going to have his name on all kinds of stuff and they're going to give him the city care. He's just going to be the owner <laughs> of the city. Of- it's going to be called Nick Saban's Tuscaloosa. And if you don't say the yeah. whole thing, you get shot on sight. Just <laughs> say it all. So. All right. Well, thank you, everyone, for listening, tuning in, even though these are the weeks that we have the least amount of listeners whenever both teams mm, lose. Uh, it doesn't happen sense. often, but when we do, it's nobody listens. So the few of you who did, thank you. If thank not, you. we'll see the rest of you, I guess, the next week, hopefully when Auburn and Alabama bounce back a little bit. But mm. – um, Appreciate you, and we will see you again next week. Yeah, y'all have a great week. Uh, Auburn fans, hang in there. Uh, we had some fight today. Basketball season starts Monday. I'm looking forward to that. Bay, hey, as always, wiggle anyways. Blue 42! Blue 42! Hut, hut, hike! Thank you for listening to The Game Managers. Like the show on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at TGM Pod. Until next week. Goodbye, adios, and sayonara.